Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hey, thanks and welcome to the very first quiz that is. I am Terry Dismore, and I really appreciate you being here today. So where did this idea come from for quiz that is? What's the big idea? What did she mean when she said, from a kingdom perspective? Well, I ask a lot of questions, and I learned that early on in my life. I had a Sunday school teacher, Charlie Bowling, back in Vianna, Indiana. Now, we knew that you were from Vianna, if you said it that way. If you said you were from Vienna, we knew you were from out of town. So <laughs> that's where I learned it, Vianna Methodist Church. Charlie would let us ask anything, I mean, anything in Sunday school. And I learned that God likes that sort of thing, too. He likes us to ask questions. I mean, otherwise, why would he have given us such a big book of answers? But I learned that starting early on. So when I was in grade in high school, that's where I started learning that it was okay to ask questions. I loved to read a lot. I would read voraciously, mostly nonfiction books. I mean, when I got assigned a fiction book in uh, junior high and high school to read, it was a pain to have to read it because I wanted to know things. I wanted to understand things. I didn't understand that fiction books can also help you in that as well, but I would read voraciously. So I started to get pretty good at trivia. As a matter of fact, when Trivial Pursuit came out, I was in heaven because most of the questions that they would ask you in Trivial Pursuit, I already knew the answers to. (laughs) And, And I'm not bragging. It's just fact. You know, those were the things that stuck in my mind. So as I as I started doing more and more on the radio, I started a little contest that I would call Quiz the Diz. And you could call me and you could ask me a question on the air live. I didn't edit it. And if you could stump me, I would give you a prize. Usually it was something cheap, you know, like a derby pie, chocolate nut pie baked exclusively by Kern's Kitchen. I had to say that like 500 times a year, so I got pretty good at it. But people would call and try to stump me with that, and that's where Quiz That Is came from, where the name came from. And I kind of liked it. It was one of those, huh, I ought to turn that into something someday, but put it on the back burner and didn't think much more about it. I would occasionally have somebody ask me questions I didn't know the answer to, like one of the first ones I ever had was a lady that called me. Now, here we are on a 50,000-watt radio station, 840 WHAS in Louisville. And she says, okay, here's my question. What were the colors of my wedding? I'm like, I, I, I don't know, black and blue. I mean, I don't know, but how would I know that? I'm talking about general trivia. So I kind of had to make that clear after I did it the first time, but we had a lot of fun on that show and I got to give away a lot of derby pies and a lot of tickets to different things, but that really taught me how to think on my feet and to answer questions. So did the 13 years that my wife, Nay, and I spent teaching Sunday school at Wesley Chapel Methodist Church in uh, New Albany, Indiana. Now, let me tell you, We had a high school group. That was who we were assigned. And so we had boys and girls, or young men and young women, however you want to look at it. And and they would ask us anything. We had two rules in our class. You can ask anything you want, and we will answer it from a biblical perspective. The only two rules that we have is always bring some question with you. And if you ask a question and somebody laughs at it because they think you're stupid 
and it's a stupid question, then they get to answer it from a biblical perspective. So we didn't have that happen very often because nobody wanted to be put on the spot. But I learned to enjoy it. I learned to really enjoy spending time with those kids. And now that most of them are in their 30s or 40s now, I uh, I still hear from some of them sometimes going, man, I loved your class because I didn't feel like anything was out of bounds. And that's what we really want to do in this show is nothing is out of bounds. So this won't be all business and it won't be all personal and it won't always all be about Bible or anything like that. I, that's the perspective I have. And those are the kind of answers I'm going to give you. But I'm not usually going to stand here on a particular day and give you uh, some answer out of the Bible, if you will. So the last thing I'll mention is that I had a great mentor for about 10 years. His name's Olin Hendricks, and Olin is still around uh, and is retired and lives out in Arizona, so I don't get to talk to him very often. But Olin taught me a lot about how to listen and to listen for what the real question was in a situation. Now, Olin's uh, consulting was mainly for nonprofit boards, and I, the way I met him was through dealing with a nonprofit board. And uh, a lot of times, boards are put together, as Olin likes to say, they are management writ large. And what that means is they're trying to run everything when they don't have the qualifications to do it. Uh, what you need to do is hire somebody that knows how to do that sort of thing. And that was the situation I was in. I was working for a board that wanted to run everything, tell me, you know, what color paper to use. And um, I'm not into that. I, yeah, I think that's a pretty good way of saying it. I wasn't into that. So I learned a lot from him. But again, another guy that there was no question off limits. The day that I asked him to be my mentor was September 11th, 2001. And we're sitting at the Bob Evans on Sawmill Road in Columbus, Ohio. And I said, Olin, would you pray about being my mentor? And he goes, nope. I'm like, what? Okay, well, you know, and I'm crestfallen because I'm a young man. I want, I, I trust his judgment. I really want him to speak into my life. And he said, well, don't get all upset. I said no because I've already prayed about it. Of course, I'll be your mentor. So another instance of him giving an answer that was absolutely right, absolutely the best way to put it, but I wasn't expecting that answer, and it was good. So a lot of times I'll do answers like that too. I may give you an answer that you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense till you listen to me all the way through. So I will ask you, when you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to try to limit them to about 10 to 15 minutes a week. I think that I want to give you enough to think about while we're uh, doing the podcast that you won't want to listen to me talk for half an hour, 45 minutes. I will tell you this, if I have a question I come up with or somebody comes up with and they want to, uh, and, and I'm stumped or I don't know the answer to something or it's not in my level or my area of expertise, then I'll know somebody that knows that answer. I've made a lot of contacts over the years that are you know, they're ready to answer the questions for me. So I appreciate that. Uh, you can always send me an email. My email address is terry at prosperlead.com. Terry at prosperlead.com. Or even have a phone number where you can leave a voicemail. It is 614-382-2582. 614-382-2582. And leave a short message on there. I'll have an example of that coming up a little later on in the podcast. Well, it, between Olin and my pastor Gary Cassie, I've learned to look at all things through a perspective of God's kingdom. Now, 
God's kingdom is not a place, it's a set of beliefs, set of ideas. So just to be clear, and as I stated a minute ago, I filter everything through that. Business ideas, coaching questions, life questions, they all go through the perspective of biblical thought. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to wear a wristband that says WWJD, what would Jesus do? It is, I want to think like he would. Because there were a lot of things I think he thought through before he ever gave an answer. As a matter of fact, I think most everything he thought through before he gave an answer. And that's what I want to be like. Well, was asked a long time ago, how would I train DJs when I was training? And people asked me, how do I become a disc jockey? And I said, you know what? You need to read a lot. I'm like, well, like what? And I said, anything. Just read a lot. Because the more informed you are, the better discussions you can have with people. And that's kind of what I want to bring to the table for you as well. Uh, I took a disc profile, oh gosh, several years ago. I took it twice uh, in about a two-month period. Now, a disc profile is put out. It, it Disc means decisive, interactive, stabilizing, and cautious. It's a personality profile. I have a good friend, and I'd be glad to put you in touch with him, that does uh, disc profiles for a living, uh, S.J. Barraconi. And uh, SJ, uh, you know, he and I have had a conversation about this. I took my disc profile before I met him, but it's so good. I just read mine again just before I started recording this and thought, wow, that that pretty well nails me like a cheap two-by-four. I mean, it is, it's really good, really, the way I understand how it works. Uh, told me what I did. And one of the things that came out after I took my disc profile is that I was good at interaction and I was good at systematic analysis, which usually don't go hand in hand at all. Usually if you're gregarious like I am, you don't look at the little minutiae all the time. But a guy that was well-versed in the disc profile asked me one time, he said, let me ask you this. Are you good at standing in front of a crowd answering questions? I'm like, yeah, I love that. I did a whole year of speaking to high school groups uh, right around the time I was first married, I went to, I think it was 120 schools throughout the state of Kentucky and southern Indiana and spoke to them, not extemporaneously, but without a script. Does that make sense? I had a, like, slides, you know, it was a real slide projector, you know, ka-chunk. I had one of those, and I would do that and speak in front of high school groups. So I had to make them interested. I had to keep them interested and then be able to answer questions at the end, sometimes facetious questions, and sometimes they were really good questions. And so, again, I learned that. I'm trying to show you why if you qualified to answer questions for you. So what kind of questions can you ask? Well, I like to answer business questions like sales and management and leadership. I've been in the sales and management and leadership areas of life since, I guess you could say, the late 90s. Um, I ran a radio station in Columbus. I uh, was operations director of another radio station. Um, I've been doing consulting for car dealerships for about 17 years, where I have to go in by myself, look at processes, and try to determine why the dealership is having trouble. And then I also did about three years I spent in the financial services business where I learned a lot more about sales and a lot more about humans, quite frankly. And so I like answering those kind of questions and about leadership. Now, uh, my mentor, Olin Hendricks, 
is an old friend and early mentor of John Maxwell, who's a world-famous leadership person. So I've always enjoyed reading Maxwell and, and knowing you know everything from his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership all the way through one of his best books, I think, is called Failing Forward. I had the experience of getting fired three times in a year in 2001. Why? Because I'm that good. I'm just that good. And, um, you know, there's one of those things I had to look at and go, okay, when you get fired, when you fail, if you will, what do you do with that? Do you just lay there and kind of wallow and kick your legs up and down and scream like you want, you know, more ice cream and you're four years old? Or do you say, okay, what can I learn from this and where can I go? And quite frankly, after the third time that year, I just kind of went, I'm done. And I just stopped. And I asked Olin, I'm like, what kind of character flaw do I have that caused me to get fired three times in a year? And he said, well, I know what it is. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to tell me. I'm too angry. I'm too darn handsome. (laughs) Well, that wasn't it. And so I said, what is it? And he said, here's the deal. Most of the people that start Christian organizations start them to do something for God. And he said, you don't. You want to do something with God. So when you're doing something for him, you're doing it because you think you owe him a debt and you need to repay it. You, on the other hand, find yourself in the position of being a son and just think, okay, dad, what are we going to do now? See, there's two different things. I could never repay my dad for bringing me into the world. I couldn't. Uh, My mom and dad brought me into the world. They did the best they could, and here I am. But with God, there's no way that I can repay the debt of salvation and of taking care of me. There's no way I can repay that. But I can always say, hey, can I go with you? I'd like to know what you're doing. And think about that. If you're a dad, how much you like for your kids saying, hey, dad, how do you do that? Show me how to do that. You know, our Father in Heaven likes that kind of stuff too. So I'll, I'll talk about that sort of thing. I'll answer personal questions like family and future. And the big question I love to answer most of all is about vision. I think that people that don't have vision you know, how do they know where they're going? I recently asked a group of people, tell me what you consider a win. And they couldn't tell me what that meant. I'm like, you don't know what a win is? Well, we don't know what it means for us. Well, if you don't know what a win is for you, how do you know where you're going? And we'll talk about that sort of thing too. Well, one of the phrases that I've used in the past is this. I like to make my clients cry. I really don't like to, but it seems like I do quite frequently. Why? because I ask hard questions. I like helping people with answers, and that's what this podcast will be about. When I don't know an answer, I'll find somebody who does. And I look forward to helping you and taking your questions and and hopefully giving you decent answers as well. Next week, my friend Brad has some questions for me. Hey, Diz, here's my questions for you. The first one is, how do I best manage talent? Secondly, I'm also curious, how do I foster growth in my team members' abilities? Third, How do I firmly manage but not be overbearing at the same time? And last one, how do you handle big egos within your company? Thank you. Look forward to your answers. Those are great things to chew on, and we'll answer them in the next week or two. If you have a question, send me an email to terry at prosperlead.com. That's terry at prosperlead.com. Or call and leave me a voicemail at 614-382-2582. You don't have to give your name. Not at all, especially if it's a difficult question. And if you say, hey, don't use my voice on the air, I won't do that either. That's fine. 
I look forward to hearing from you. No questions out of bounds. By the way, I appreciate them all, okay? So any kind of question you got, send them to me. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.